This week on Transmissions from the Dark Side, it's a trilogy of terror, where two-thirds of it aren't necessarily terrifying. Enter if you dare. Welcome to Transmissions from the Dark Side, where we have successfully watched every episode of Monsters, Tales from the Dark Side, and are now going where no one has gone before, where at least we haven't gone before. What am I talking about? We've done this before. We're watching some movies! Yay! I am Matt Noss, uh, with me via the power of the internet, my two best friends in the whole wide world, if it isn't Jen Hansen and Matt Rose. Yay! How's everybody doing tonight? Really well, Matt. All the stars sweet. are out tonight. All the, st- uh, all oh, wait, the treats are sweet to eat. <laughs> all the, yes. We um we have entered Plaguesburg, USA. You may notice uh, <laughs> oh, <God>. that <laughs> we once again have the great sounds of an internet chat. Um, yep, that is because my daughter has again picked up a sickness. Matt has decided to, um, I believe he hung some drywall. He spackled. I was, I was, I was mudding the drywall, and all the dust got in my lungs, and now I have like a cinder block in my chest. You have activated your asthma on full. Oh, yeah. And oh. I'm a woman. And, and <laughs> so we all have our crosses to bear. Today. And I mean, science has never cured that one. That's right. Um. So we're doing it. We're here, and our first movie in the anthology horror movies that we're watching is Trilogy of Terror. Of course it is. Because when you think horror, when I think horror anthology, I think of this and a couple other things. Right. But this is, (laughs) well, this is the first one that comes to mind. So let's talk about it. Do you at the table here or via the internet screens have any experience? What is your experience with Trilogy of Terror? Uh, I have seen it a bunch of times. Um, obviously, everybody knows the third act. The The first and the second are, in my opinion, kind of disposable, especially the second. Oof. Yeah, the second, I think, is sandwiched in there because it's the, the weakest of the three. Yeah, I've seen this. I've yeah. also seen this several times. I think the first time I was younger and I watched it with uh, with my aunt, maybe I was in late elementary or middle school or something, and the third act creeped me out. Oh and yeah, the absolutely. First, the first two acts lulled me into a false sense of boredom. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, we we are going to be talking about the first act today, a act called Julie. Uh, we'll Julie. get to, <laughs> Julie. We'll get to that in a minute. My experience is the same as yours. If you would have shown me uh, these first two, uh, that being Julie, and then followed it right up with, uh, what is it? Called? Millicent and Therese. <laughs> yeah, if you would have shown me Julie followed by Millicent and Therese, I would never remember this movie. It no. is the third act yeah. uh that I remember in its entire and honestly, I don't even Everyone remember. Does. Yeah. I don't even remember mm-hmm. in its entirety. I just remember the uh for lack the of the fetish a, doll. Yeah, the fetish doll. I was <laughs> going to call it a voodoo doll, uh, mm-hmm. but yeah, the because I'm a mess. Right, because <laughs> I, I don't know my spirits and, and right. bobbles, um, but yes. <laughs> yeah. And it was 1975. You know, they uh, it was a simpler time. I, this this whole thing is actually interesting because I think it's supposed to be like a female empowerment thing. Um, there is... at least I think there's sort of a there's sort of a spin of it. Well, we'll get to it. In each there's of the there's an asterisk after female empowerment. Mm-hmm. Where it says for nineteen seventy five. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. In stories written by a dude. I mean, I, it's Richard yeah. Matheson, but still, you know. Uh, yeah, no. it is. It is odd. This this whole thing. So number one thing is this: this was not a theatrical release. Correct. This was, made this was a made for TV movie, which I did not know. 
Mm-hmm. And Jen, I think you have some sweet deets. I do have some sweet deets. Why don't you hit us up with them sweet deets? I will hit you hit us up, up with, with those some sweet deets, sweet Jen. deets, guys. Sweet deets. Uh, sweet deets. <laughs> so, uh, Trilogy of Terror uh, came out in 1975. Don't have the date, but it's 75 sometime. Don't worry about it. Uh, description from IMDb, oh, IMDb. is... Uh, three bizarre horror stories, all of which star Karen Black in four different roles playing tormented women. Accurate. Yeah. Sort of. Uh, uh, this was directed by Dan Curtis. Uh, Dan Curtis created and produced the uh, vampire chic soap opera Dark Shadows. Uh, also gave us that classic uh, CD detective meets Supernatural Forces uh, TV movie, uh, The Night Stalker, later the series. <sighs> yeah. Uh, he did a lot of other TV movies and series, a lot of production credits. Uh, he won, uh, awards, I think he's Emmy winning for, um, the winds of war and war and remembrance. Uh, but he also wrote Burt offerings. Uh, ah! yeah. Uh, he was married to his wife, Norma Ray for 54 years. I'm sorry, Norma May. They were married for 54 years, and he died at the age of 78, 20 days after she died, which wow. I think wow. is very sweet. That's lovely. Yeah. Uh, episode was written by uh, William F. Nolan. William F. F. Nolan wrote the teleplay for uh, Julie and for Millicent and Therese. Uh, and those are based on Richard Matheson stories. Richard Matheson wrote the base stories for all of them. And he also wrote the teleplay for Amelia, the third and uh, best one. Um, William F. Nolan also wrote, uh, he wrote Logan's Run. He wrote Burnt Offerings. Um, wait, now I'm saying two people wrote. Uh, well, they might, have, they might have co-written. Okay. Dan Curtis, I believe, directed Burnt Offerings. And oh. William F. Nolan wrote burnt offerings uh richard matheson uh is a super prolific uh fantasy author and um uh he wrote uh i am legend i am legend thank you uh the incredible i think he he wrote he wrote a bunch of stuff for star trek or not star trek well he did write for star trek but he also did uh, twilight Twilight zone Zone. yeah terror at twenty thousand feet i think it was yes yes um so yeah yeah fantastic storyteller um uh all of these stories star karen black who's doing a wonderful job in all of these Mm -hmm. and i always think of her as this as like a screen queen sort of uh but she really was a pretty uh big deal actress her first big film role was in francis ford coppola's you're a big boy now uh but easy rider is what made her a star Mm -hmm. she got an academy award nomination and a golden globe for five easy pieces uh, oh, she wow. was a jewel thief in um, Alfred Hitchcock's last film, Family Plot. Uh, she was in some sort of B movies through the seventies and eighties. Uh, I and think she, she was in The Invisible Kid. Uh, yes, yeah. Um, and she never considered herself a scream queen, even though she did sort of lean into some of that that horror stuff. But she kind of felt like she needed to do it for a paycheck, and felt that Trilogy mm. of Terror uh, sort of pigeonholed her, and she uh, somewhat regretted it interesting yeah um so in the uh the first story uh that we're going to be watching uh robert burton played chad foster um uh he was in 16 episodes of lassie from uh 71 to 72 he's in a bunch of tv movies and soaps uh he was uh married to uh karen black at the time that really? they, uh, wow. they filmed this yeah uh so she originally turned the role down but eventually she accepted it when uh robert burton was selected for a lead role in one of the three segments so i think casting him was probably the way that they got her for this is is what it sounds like anyway yeah yeah could be yeah the way that we're going to handle the film because i didn't explain this at the top is we will be taking the three episodes let me just do some fucking cocaine. Perfect. Uh, yeah. uh, let me just. Uh, can I? Can we just pump some fucking Manhattan transfer right now? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah. Boom, 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 boom. Why is he looking at his finger? I don't. 
just just because if he was looking at you matt it would be creepy but if he's looking yeah. at his hand he's it's just fun. really into it. his fucking jag off yeah <laughs> <laughs> well no matt you were you were serious where it would be yeah see no one no one's afraid of that guy even though he probably has bodies in his basement it doesn't matter it do you think he jerks right. off with the same like speed motion and looking at his hand oh yeah Okay. One hundred percent. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> he, he, candy, I would hope so. Candyman killed him because he was jerking yeah. off into a mirror. Uh, <laughs> you have to keep all of this you... now, Matt. What's that? <laughs> you have yeah, to keep I all know. Of yeah. I know. We turned this into a bit. <laughs> Here's the deal. There's three. There's three fucking stories. There's gonna be three episodes based on trilogy of terror. That's the way we're gonna do it. The first one's called Julie. Uh, we had no idea what this episode was about because we forgot it as soon as we watched it as well. So, <laughs> so basically, uh, we guess what the we guess what the uh, episode is about based on title alone. Wait, are we still doing sweet deets? I thought we weren't doing them. We're dark doing the dark guess. side guess. Or I, I mean, I, I dark side guess. Are we still doing dark side guess? Yeah, because each yeah. each story has a. <laughs> Maddie wrote it. I wrote it. I wrote, yeah, yeah, you wrote it in your notes, but your notes are under a bunch of paint cans. Okay, all right. Um, you know, yep. I think you'll be able to fucking wing it, Jen. I think, yeah. uh, I think you'll find a way. <laughs> I think you'll, you'll, oh, you know. Guys, I'm only a professional writer with senior in my title. You know, if you're really worried about the quality of your work, let me start by setting the bar at fucking dumpster. <laughs> we, uh, we guess what the episode is about based on title alone julie is the name of the title here is my dark side guess julie hey it's me julie oh wait hey where are you going oh wait i know where you're going to get more julie And the Oscar for outstanding writing in a podcast goes to. <laughs> we have this. We have this category. I mean, it's the Afternoon okay. Arts and Science Awards. But... Um. Okay. Here we go. Julie. Julie Boudreau was about to retire when the new intern started. After a week of polite conversation, Julie finally realized who the intern was. Her forty years ago. Was she a clone? Did she just bear a strong resemblance to her as a college student? Or was she a doppelganger sent to destroy her? In the final week of her career, Julie was about to find out. Oh, Matt, that's great. That I would love to watch. <laughs> Not this fucking turn. Uh, Julie, it, uh, it's payday at... MTV and there's been a mix-up again. Downtown Julie Brown and and r regular Julie Brown got their checks mixed up again and then they find out that one is being paid more money and then they have a there's Julie off. <laughs> <laughs> also one of them makes more money because they studied at Julia. <laughs> and then downtown Julie Brown's like I got a Juilliard for you. I've been I'm grilling in it right now. <laughs> and then they died. <laughs> Did you say senior? <laughs> what? Did you say senior writer in your title? <laughs> yeah, you think you're going to get that from a junior or a mid-level man? <laughs> I would like to know what happens. Hold on, hold on. I would like to know what happens in a Julie off. What makes one more Julie than the other? Well, Matt, they start spouting their Julie facts. One went to Juilliard. One has a Julie yard where she barbecues. So Julie Brown went to Juilliard, or is that just a joke? Let's. Oh my God! Let it. <laughs> Let's fact check. Let's fact check Jen. Jen, if, if Julie Brown didn't go to Juilliard, Matt Rose is going to be fucking pissed. I'm, I'm known for my hard-hitting journalism on this you show. Will, 
you will have ruined this dark side guest. <laughs> How fucking dare you? Oh. She only went to Juilliard so she could go into every class and say, "It's me, Julie." <laughs> you don't have Yard. a problem. You don't have a problem with the other Julie having a Julie Yard, <laughs> which is to this I did moment not know. brand new information to me. <laughs> Unfortunately, well, you're right. Not none of those guesses were correct. Uh, so and we, I already hit you up with the sweet beats. So uh, we're a little out of sorts, but here's one thing that we know: is that man lives in the sunlit in world. the sunlit world of what he believes to be reality. But, but there is unseen by unseen most. by most an underworld. Oh, is this a place that's just as real, but, but not as brightly lit? It's a dark side. It's a dark side. The door from the dark side swings wide open. And, and we're on horny campus, USA. <laughs> University of fucks and... That's it. Fucks and sucks. <laughs> it's like, is it fucks-a-tucky? Is it fucksylvania? I think it was fucksylvania. But I, so it's just <laughs> University of fuck. I'm pledging chugs a lot of cock. Um, yeah, we are basically at the Tex Avery, uh, university for a woman. Uh, here, here's the deal. We've got, we've got some horn dogs here. Yeah. We got two cats on the prowl for Poon. But, uh, but one of them is like, I'm, I'm tired of the regular skirt. Give me, uh, give me somebody who looks like, uh. Uh, Donna Reed in uh, uh, It's a Wonderful Life when she becomes a spinster when she doesn't get married and is just a librarian. That's what I want to bang. You know what I want to bang? I really want to bang four flannel shirts on the floor. (laughs) Give me a woman that looks like four flannel shirts on the floor and I will fuck the shit out of it. (laughs) Well, his dream comes true, because here comes Karen Black wearing the most interesting wool skirt I think I have ever seen in my life. Do you remember? It's like, it's, do you it's remember like a couch, right? The slit on this skirt is like way too high. Way right. I think it's showing you that she's just, just there's like a little wink of horror in there. Like, Well, it's it's like, ooh. She's high. She's she's got a bad girl side. You know what I mean. Mm-hmm. She you know she might look buttoned up, but uh, those legs tell me that she likes to get unzipped. Yeah. Oh, what I'm do those st- legs tell you, Matt Rowe? <laughs> <laughs> oh, are we having some leg talk? Oh man. Um. Five uh, seconds, Matt. Uh, Come and on, please, I need uh, an answer. Take this as uh, seriously uh, those legs, as you those, possibly. Those legs tell me that... Uh, <laughs> uh, 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 that they go I'm all sorry, the way we're, up? We're I don't know. Time. Oh, no, they go I'm all the sorry, way up. They go all, you got it in. He got I, it we in. didn't get it under the buzzer. I'm so no, sorry. That's such a shame, because they do yeah. go all the way up to where a pussy... That's true. They yeah. do. What? That's what that means? Oh, no. <laughs> Wait a minute. Where do you think they go all the way up to? Heaven. Mm, then, <laughs> then, then you're talking about pussy. Yeah, she's terrifying. Just sky legs. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh my god, we're never finishing this lesson. We're never finishing this. <laughs> I call it a lesson. It. I call it a lesson because That's I feel like lesson. I'm in school. I feel like we're finishing this for a project, so we don't get yelled at. Um, <laughs> But imagine you die and you go to the big pussy in the sky. <laughs> That's that song, right? Isn't oh, there a song? Pussy in the pussy sky, in the sky keeps on turning. There we go. <laughs> I was thinking of Spirit in the Sky, but I couldn't think of any lyrics other than ah. Spirit in the Sky. <laughs> That's where I'm going when I die. You want to go for a ride? I'm going to dig in the pussy in the sky. <laughs> Ah, just get sucked into it. Yeah, Um, all cut. Um, just all of it. All you're the worst. No, these episodes can't be six minutes long. 
keep it all in. No, we're at 20 minutes. We're doing great. Um, great. So we're at Horndog University. We were introduced to the main male character whose name is... Who cares? Um, Chad. Uh, I, just, I just called Chad. him Chad for the entire episode. I think his name was Chad. And then uh, it's now in the classroom. So this classroom is insane. Because it seems that... <laughs> yeah. It seems like the only student Karen Black is teaching is Chad. And everybody else is fine with it. Like... <laughs> This is a classroom full of just don't look at me, teach. It's it's a very unsubtle, like it, it sort of is like the um the Raiders of the Lost Ark. But uh but very poorly done, I would say. And instead of all of them being all Oh over, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Where somebody mm-hmm. shuts their eyes and is like, I love you, Doctor. Yeah. Love you. Yeah. yeah. No, this is like sh- so Karen Black's character is Miss Eldridge. Um, named after Andrew Eldridge of uh, Sisters of Mercy <laughs> and <laughs> Mary Ann. and the they're talking about literary love triangles and Chad you know was like love triangles I'd like to love your, love triangle. your triangle and she's like how dare you class dismissed yeah, he's very creepy, flirty with her, and she is like very school marm about the whole thing. And his, but yes, but they have this exchange that is obvious flirting, and Miss Eldridge seems flushed, but Chad is nonplussed. And then he goes outside and he's talking to his horn dog friend again, and his horn dog friend is like, "Yeah, don't bone teachers. It's like the only Bad rule, idea, dude." That idea. It's yeah. Like the only rule here. Go after a senior. Go after yeah. any this is college, not high school. Go after anybody else. Don't sleep with a teacher. And he's like Sleep with a teacher? All right, I guess I'm gonna. Gonna have to. <laughs> guess I'm gonna have to sleep with a teacher. And so he asks her out and she shoots him down. Right? Yeah, he's, yeah, yeah. He he keeps talking about a movie and she's like, I don't like movies. And that's when he then is in the hallway talking to his friend after he gets shot down. Yeah, that's right. And then they're like, well, I guess I'm going to go have to keep going after that teacher. And that's an act break. And we'll be back with more transmissions from the dark side after this. Who brought day glow cockroaches to parents now? Have you ever had one of those days when you wished you could just disappear? Follow me. Grover Dunn is having one of those days. He's in trouble. Come on, please. I can explain. He's in love. I know you've got her in here somewhere. And he's about to become invisible. The invisible kid. Maybe we should experiment with it a little before we make it public. The Invisible Kid. He's made the discovery of the century. Eat me. And everyone's after it. If they can find him. I lost him. Do you know what he was really trying to invent? A new toilet bowl cleaner. Do. Make more. The Invisible Kid. Now you see him. Now you don't. The Invisible Kid. I feel like that is from a time where you didn't know who they were making movies for. Like, that's not a kid's movie. But no, that's no, not definitely not. That had, that had way more nudity than I was expecting. Right. Right. So, it, this is zapped the Invisible yeah. Man. Like that's yeah, but he's he does not look college age. They no, he's high school. He's high school age. He's a yeah. kid, which means yeah that he's not legal. And yeah, what are you approved? What are you approved? <laughs> what like, like 
Like a 14-year-old shouldn't see a grown woman naked? Uh. Yeah, this is a time period where nobody said no. Like, yeah. there wasn't a woman in that room. There wasn't anybody <laughs> who had Well, any... no, Matt, she occasionally came in to bring the men coffee. Right. If nobody tells you how wrong this is, you start to think that this is all right. Yeah. Like, it's Revenge of the Nerds. You know, like, when yeah. they set up yeah. the cameras. Yeah. It's like, that horn dog fantasy exists. People want to do that. But then it's like, uh, you know, there's people that are real people on the other side of that with real feelings and emotions and their own bodies. Yeah, or, or when Skolnick poses as somebody else and has sex with a woman and then she finds out, oh, I didn't have sex with my boyfriend. That's that is not consent, dude. I think we've <laughs> talked about that being yeah, a, uh, a common trope. And it's yeah. I mean, it was bad. I, I give it some leeway when stuff is like 30 years old but still yeah i, I mean I, I love the it, movie it but so i hate those parts yeah a weird thing for for a joke and this movie is is sort of trying to to flip that a little which is kind of uh interesting or would be if it wasn't so boring yeah yeah <laughs> what i would number one this needs to be if it's gonna be anything make it a college romp yeah you know and <clears throat> and there's other ways around this now it's just yeah uh, i don't think anyone's gonna believe jay underwood was in college though that kid <laughs> looks like a baby <laughs> yeah he's I mean, I guess you could make him like a Wormser or a Doogie Hauser or something, but still, he is underage. That's no point. What happened man. to Jay Underwood? Got caught. I could swear that I've seen him. Pretending he was invisible in the corner of a shower. <laughs> Thanks, Matt. I could swear oh, that Matt, I saw Matt, is that real? <laughs> yeah, fact check. <laughs> Have old fact check Rose. Check <laughs> Jesus. He went to Juilliard if he didn't know. (laughs) (laughs) I'm a real. I can look up what Jay Underwood was in for you. Oh, geez, he was in Star Trek, the first one. Uh, well, he was Captain Kirk. Looks like it looks like TNG. Yeah, no, he was V'ger. Oh, he was in um, Uncle Buck. He was Bug. That's right. He was Bug. I thought he was cute in that. Well, I thought every boy was cute. I thought every boy was cute. Oh, wow. He's been in a lot of not great stuff, if you can believe it. I don't know. Can I? He was all downhill after the Invisible Kid. Oh, I hope he doesn't listen mm. to this show. I'm sure Oh, he yeah. Hey, it's me, the Invisible Kid. Jay Underwood? Yeah, I just want to <laughs> say stop it. <laughs> It's like, hey, look, this was a I still had to learn all those lines. This was a jerk off fantasy for the writer. Yeah. Well, he was in a lot of stuff in the nineties. Like uh Murder She Wrote, Millennium, uh VIP VIP, uh the West Wing, Star oh Trek God. Voyager, ER, the X Files. I forgot about VIP and like whatever part of my brain it's in just lit up like a Christmas tree. VIP. Jesus. Yep. yep, 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 yep. Well, there's our next show, guys. Just VIP talk. Ugh. I I think that we would have more than enough to talk about. On I think you're probably right. All right. Well, uh, the Invisible Kid, we hardly knew you and we certainly don't miss you. And we're back. Uh, Act two is as light as it can possibly get, but um, our boy Chad is persistent AF. Talks her into going to uh, a drive-in. Yeah. To see, did he say? Did he say it was a scary movie? Uh, He he said that it was like a a French movie from the thirties or whatever. It was vampire 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 film. Um, but and, before uh, he does that, before this happens, before the date becomes a thing, he John Belushi's her in Animal House, 
and he climbs up a ladder and watches her change. Oh, yeah. I yeah. forgot about that. He straight Gross. up pervs out on her. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and this is where we meet uh, Karen Black's roommate. Roommate. Who, like, you can tell has a good time with the fellas. And she's oh, yeah. just like, you need to loosen up a little bit. Yeah. yeah, she tells her she tells her, I think that she needs to smile more. Where that yeah. was when that was when you knew a man you could wrote do that it, right? Yeah. <laughs> and and there's a couple things where it's just like she is wearing truly she might as well be wearing long johns with the flap over the <laughs> private. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That is how homely they're trying to make her. But yeah. underneath, yeah. it's just like Frederick of Hollywood's, yeah. you know, like, you know, like every woman does. Of you know, course. You know, yeah. like wool, burlap sack on top, yeah. sexy, <laughs> sexy underclothing. I've, I've never seen a woman naked. <laughs> <laughs> underclothing. Clothing. <laughs> uh, I, uh, I I'm so glad I have a daughter that I will just be like oh let's talk about your underclothing and no man will no man or woman will be interested in and your padlock yeah here we go and the underpinnings are and therefore you shall sit in the room alone Um, (laughs) what we all want for our children but uh yeah so he watches karen black i guess undress a little bit and then it's... She goes from like one flannel nightgown to the other flannel nightgown. <laughs> right. Yep. Oh, mm, love it. Yum yum yum. Oh. Well, he does ask her on the date, and they do like go to the drive-in. Go to the drive-in, and there is a wonderful old vampire film playing, which actually is what it is. The uh, French vampire movie is the French dub of uh, the TV movie The Night Stalker. Um, so it's like their little fun in joke uh, that it is uh, uh, Curtis and Matheson's uh, 72 TV movie. Uh, and to top off the joke, a few minutes later, uh, he apologizes for bringing her to such a boring movie. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty great. Yeah. He then um, uh, and we now enter a part of the um, a part of the episode or a part of the anthology segment. We, yeah. Uh, that I titled, I hate this. I am really uncomfortable. Yeah. What a confusing, yeah, convoluted assault. I hate this. Yeah. I yeah. So how, he tells her, I hate how fucking casual this is. I hate yeah. that. Like, basically, he goes to get ro- uh, root beers, and he they might as well be called roofy beers because he, yeah. dr- yeah. he drugs her. He Spanish flies her, and she passes out. They then, to Matt's, uh, Matt mentioned before the break, there was a couple of flashes of her on a bed. We are now in the hotel room where that bed is, and she is kind of splayed out, and he's taking pictures of her, and I hate this. Yep, terrible. Because it's, number one, not earned in the least. No, I mean, other than... And, and the way it presents it, it's almost like, is this sort of a common thing? It, Like, like the beginning of the episode sets it up like, oh, this guy's a jerk. It's like, OK, well, wait, is he a jerk or is he a criminal? Or is because he a Lothario? Because seem like, yeah. Like, we have no idea who this guy is because they set him up just as a horn dog. But now yeah. he's of going. The Venn from- diagram, he's in the middle, right? Yeah. Now he's a horn dog that needs to go to prison. Right, yeah, right. For real. Like, I, this part made me super uncomfortable. I did yeah. not like it at all. There's nothing scary about it in the horror sense. This is just real life scary shit that uh, is not cool. But I, I feel like in 70, like this is when all the disaster movies were happening. Uh, and and this is when a lot of the, like when we were looking at, um was it Alfred Hitchcock Presents, I think? Um, like the newer Alfred Hitchcock Presents, uh, which I know came a little later, but it was all those like, you know, ripped from the headlines. There were like a lot of assault things and a lot of terrible yeah. things happening to women. And it was some like suburban fear of uh, of women that and, and people that, you know, I don't know if it was. Well, there was, especially in the 70s and 80s, the idea of slip them a Mickey 
Yeah. Uh, Spanish fly. And then it became the roofie later in the college. But there's always been a prevailing man taking advantage of a woman with a drug, drugging a woman as a way to take advantage of them. But in this episode, it is so fucking curious as to why that's the angle they went. Yeah. Yeah. Like, not that I wanted it to be an assault with fists. Not that I want it, but it's just like, this is how, well, and then, I, I don't, I'm so fucking, I hated it. It's, mm-hmm. it's confusing because it seems, at least the way it is in the episode, he takes her to this hotel to photograph her. I, you can't even, it's not even clear that he assaulted her. I mean, other than this, you know, obviously that he sexually assaulted her during this time but now he's using these pictures to blackmail her mm-hmm. into having sex with him and doing you know things that they just sort right. of allude like, to as being unpleasant they are trying to set up a subdom relationship mm-hmm. where mm-hmm. He, he grooms her to be his subject but mm-hmm. again none of this is fucking earned all of this is chaos in this episode. It's just ripped from the headlines. Sure, yeah, yeah. He drugs her, and then he fucking takes pictures of her. Perfect. Yeah. Uh, you wrote it down on paper, so I guess we have to film it. Like, right. Just and shitty. he's when she's when he's showing these pictures to her. Um, do we get to that yet? Or no. Is there so act no. It, it, it. He. The. <laughs> We're at the act. He drives her home. Oh, yeah. He drives her home. And she's like, oh, sorry, I fell asleep. And that's when he says something about it being a boring movie. Yeah. And then he goes home and develops the pictures. Right. And uh, that that would probably be the logical act break. Right. And that is the the act break. Um, So, yeah, she's now home. He's now developing these pictures. And that's an act break. And we'll be back with more transmissions from the dark side after this. Airport, 1975, an all-new motion picture inspired by the film Airport, based on the novel by Arthur Haley. A dramatic new story with a cast of the screen's greatest names. Charlton Heston. Damn! Great pressure's dropping. Karen Black. I'm scared. George Kennedy. My wife and son are up there. Ah. there. I'm going to Salt Lake City. Gloria Swanson. The hell with the jewelry. Let's put my book in here. Ephraim Zimbalist Jr. Susan Clark. Comedian Sid Caesar, Myrna Loy, Linda Blair, and award-winning singer Helen Reddy as Sister Ruth. Would you be more forgiving of your human imperfections if you realized your best friend was yourself? You back in that same old kick about us. Maybe I'm tired of one-night stands. She's scheduled for a transplant in the kidneys in L.A. Now, we can't have her off the dialysis machine too long. It had taken off as regular flight 409, Dallas Airport to LAX. Plane, the big one, the 747. All conditions normal. And then it happened. Ah. 
Um, I have so much to say about this. Oh my god, we are I, now an Airport Seventy Five uh, <laughs> podcast. podcast. Wow, I have never seen wow. or I've never seen that movie or nope. a trailer for that movie. Nope. I had no like I knew broadly that airplane was lifted from like the disaster yeah. movies. I didn't realize like how like whole cloth it was taken. Yeah, from no idea. Like the singing, yeah. Because it, it's so strong, it stands on its own. Yeah. But like the, the part... automatic pilot and. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Wow. Airport 75. That was perfection. That was great. That moment where it's like with Charleston Heston, I say something. Karen right. Black. <laughs> ah. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. It was it was truly I'm it would be like it would yeah. be like transmissions from the dark side with Matt Rose. Oh no, <laughs> Jen Hansen. I need a man. And Matt Noss. I think I'll have the pizza. Like <laughs> <laughs> these are the lines. Gloria Swanson with, "Damn the jewels! I just want my book." <laughs> <laughs> oh, what a what a film! Oh, I have to watch that movie now. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. But so the part the the part in the beginning confused me because it sounded like he said inspired by the movie Airport from the book Airport. Airport. Like yeah. So it's inspired by a movie that was inspired by a book. It was based on the book Airport. Well, but I thought you that see, yeah yeah so that's what I'm saying is it's airport. based on a movie that was based on the book. Don't it, ask it questions so of Airport 75 or you will die. <laughs> Nobody let in during the film because during the <laughs> film is when the action happens. And after the film is when it's over. Charlton Heston battles a koala bear inside of a nun nunnery on board an airplane. The big one. The 747. The big cock. <laughs> big of, the big cock of the sky. The golden Which plane tube. do you think we got for this movie? Oh, that's right. The fucking biggest plane they make. <laughs> we look at this mama jamma coming through the air like so much hot dick coming towards that pussy in the sky. You ain't never pussy seen pussy in the sky. You ain't never seen something like this. Hit the afterburners and say a prayer. There's Matt, a nun. Matt, you're bleeding. You're bleeding out of every orifice. <laughs> There's a nun on board and she has a g- acoustic guitar. <laughs> Watch. Why does she have a Watch her sing a song to a little girl for no reason. There is only one river. There is only (laughs) one sea. Airport 75, I think we're just going to watch and goof on on our own time. And uh, let's land this plane because, and we're back. So, yeah, um, the thing that really grosses me out about Chad is he took time to do her hair. Like, well, that's the thing. He shows her these pictures and he's like, it's going to be your word against mine. And it's these pictures that are like a staged corpse, basically. Like anybody looking at those pictures would say, oh, yeah, it's you, you creep. Yeah. Well, so he he calls her uh, like really early in the morning, like before eight in the morning. Um, and he's like, I need to see you. And she's like, Chad, it's it's so early. I just woke up. And he's like, no, I'm coming over and you're going to get in the car. It's being, you know. A real bossy pants. His true, his tr- his true self. So, he shows up. She gets in the car, and that's when, uh, you know, he basically starts the blackmail. Mm-hmm. The board of trustees uh, shows that he has the negatives and and all that. It's, it's just, it's just gross. Well, uh, and, and then, uh, go ahead, Matt. Well, then, I don't know how long this goes on, but eventually it looks like they end up at a hotel room in or or a different apartment than the one she has or back at his place. Oh, it is back at his place. Yeah, because he tells her to go over there because I, I he makes it basically sound like he has a bunch of friends over there that he wants her to service. So um, what happens is they're in class and he gets up, walks to the front and puts a note on her desk yes. and then walks away right. and she cancels class. Yes. And again, this classroom is like, we don't want anything to do with this. 
I can't be responsible for this final. We have covered none of the material. <laughs> Look, you do you, but I am learning nothing. <laughs> but I'm also really not going to mention it to you because you seem to just give everybody A's and just care about Chad. But, like, seriously, he stands up while she's lecturing and nobody is like, what the fuck is this guy right. doing? Hey, sit down, Chad. She's talking about Faulkner. Right. Nope. Chad walks up, gives her the note. She cancels class, and everybody's like, couldn't wait to get out of there. Yeah. <laughs> There's an airport inside of a school. <laughs> and it's on fire. Todd Rundgren. <laughs> Mercedes rule. Charles Emilio Nelson Riley. Estevez's lawnmower guy. <laughs> Jessica Tandy. The hat from batteries not included. <laughs> the batteries from batteries not included. <laughs> M. Night Shyamalan <laughs> as himself. <laughs> uh. So so yeah, so and that's when he gives her the message. And he it's gives like, her the message. Come and... over and let us all jerk off on you. Right. Yep. Okay. Bukaki dreams. Come yep. on over. Come on over, baby. Come on over. Come on over, baby. She does. She does. And, and then... is this the point where she's like, "All right, this is boring," and we're like, "Yes, yes, finally, it is. we agree." Finally, the writer wrote what we he said what we're all thinking. Yeah. Yeah. So she said, uh, when I'm bored, the game is over. And she's bored. So yeah. then uh, she like per- gives him paralysis. Well, yeah, I think she I think she, she poisoned his drink. Yeah. Yep. Oh, yeah. She uh, and so that's drink. that's when they pull the M. Night Shyamalan twist. And she's like, whose idea did you think this was in the first place? Um, yeah. Did you think your feeble little mind could have uh, concocted something yeah. so so sexy yeah and so i wrote what is this music because i think it had really like nutso music when this was happening hence why i wrote that it could have been um, the theme song to paw patrol i was so checked out of this. <laughs> <laughs> so fucking checked out i was like this is stupid this is so dumb and and then uh it goes to the paper and it's like he sets, she sets his dark room on fire, and that's how he dies. Yep. And she's just like... She warned him about the chemicals. And then she cuts out the news clipping to show that it's a, she has a bunch of news clippings from a whole bunch of dead students. And it's like... It's a scrapbook of death. And then there's another boy at the door. Um, and, Arthur uh, Moore. And the, she uh, got to fuck that kid. Yeah, but here's the deal. Um, hey, Dexter... Um, you are not Dexter. Uh, right. It is pretty obvious what uh, what relationship you had with all of these students that are all dying after they're with you. So how did she? Was it like witchcraft? That was my that was my guess. Yeah. Or some she yeah. magic did she into their heads. She a witch. Yeah, that's when I. That was hot in seventy five too. She a witch. Yeah. True. 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 Um. Uh, that's the that's the episode. Let's go to the writer's room. I don't know. I just feel like. I'm not going to rewrite Richard Matheson. I think it's just, it's, I think it's a product of. Maybe it's the teleplay. I mean, Uh, maybe the, maybe maybe the story was a lot more nuanced. I don't know. I couldn't, I just. I just get this feeling like. Matheson just seems like a better writer than that. Mm -hmm. If, if, if he was grooming her and, and she was going to be the sub to his dom, then. Let us have that, you know, steamy sex scene that gets her into the world. You know what I mean? Like, there is no. Yeah, but it's 75. We don't have time for that. And just a TV, drug her. A t- it's a TV t- movie. Just drug her and take some pictures on the bed. Yeah. But even a kiss with her going, I've never done anything like this. And he, and he goes, yeah. you're going to do a lot more. And it goes away. Like, yeah. that yeah. would yep, have been agreed. enough to establish that he's in control. And then right. she's in control at the end because that's all this is about is about control. I don't know. I just I hated the fucking Spanish fly so much. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That it really took me out of it. Yeah. All right. So I guess there isn't 
too much that we could do to change it, but yeah, I I don't know. Uh, Jen, give us a scale. Oh, Lordy. Uh, uh, scale of one to 10 flannel bathrobes. Four. Give a six. Five. All right. It's a five. All right. I mean, you have to say. The more we talk about it, the more I think this is, this one is even more of a dud than the second one. Um, Right. The, the twist is so like, huh? Yeah, it was it was fine. I, we're watching this one to get to number three, so we'll just get through this one. It's yeah, right. well, fair enough. Fair enough, guys. We also didn't talk about. Does Karen Black have a lazy eye? Yeah, well, she's a half cross-eyed. Okay. She's slightly cross-eyed. Okay. Yep. Does that make her attractive or just just odd looking? You mean do do like cross-eyed people like is that like an attractive thing or? Because I know that no no. I, I, Let I, me I, I finish, I, please. Okay. <laughs> well, because I know that like some models, yeah. some some models have gaps in their teeth, right? Like, right. And and they pick them specifically for that. So mm-hmm. I didn't know if that's what you meant or or what. So. Uh, I, yeah, I guess I I don't know if it was just if that is. I guess that's considered sort of an unusual feature to have in a in your popular actress and uh, you know. If that was part of her appeal, yeah, I th- I think it made her unique. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it was part of her uniqueness. Yeah. Uh well, that is Julie, part one of the trilogy of terror. We'll do part two. M- Millicent and Therese or Teresa, Therese, uh, yeah. Therese next week. Um. Jennifer, I'll find my notes. You'll find your notes. <laughs> Maybe. And no notes are good notes to Gary Gnote. And <laughs> is there anything that I forgot? We're landing this uh, plane. Try to enjoy, <laughs> try to enjoy the, the daylight. daylight. Try to enjoy the daylight. Bye. 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 Transmissions from the Dark Side is hosted and recorded by Jen Hansen, Matt Rose, and Matt Noss. Edited by Matt Noss. Hosted by Gabber Media. Our theme music was composed and performed by Slasher Dave. You can find him on Bellyache Records. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Tumblr at T from the Dark Side. And on Twitter at TFTBS Pod. Email us at T from the Dark Side at gmail.com. Until next time, time. try to enjoy the daylight. daylight.